You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 129. Is there toxic mold in my mattress? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, this podcast has been growing. It has. It's actually been growing a lot. We're uh, episode 129, so we do it every week. So we're, what, just over two years, two and a half years? Oh, yeah, time flies. And I uh, I checked before we recorded this. Uh, it, when I was actually doing our notes, we've gained, I don't know, probably 2,000 more, but we're at total listens, 20, over 25,000, and just this year we're over 15, so. Wow. So yeah, it's grown like at 100% a year, so thanks to all of our listeners, we appreciate all of you, and you know, hopefully these podcasts are, uh, you know, opening people's eyes as to the mold epidemic and how toxic mold can really be. Absolutely, and if you're listening to the podcast or you've come across the podcast, and you haven't signed up for the email list, go to cnccontractorservices.com, scroll to the bottom, and you can sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Exactly. And we just, we did some tweaks with that. So uh, if you're already signed up, you probably got a confirmation email. I sent, um, I thought I sent something out. I'm not real great at all that. But anyhow, so if, if you're not getting them and you were getting them, uh, we, we did some back end stuff that you know more about and they had to reconfirm, didn't they? That's right. They had to reconfirm. So if as long as you've reconfirmed, if you're currently on the list, you're good. And if you're not on the list, get on the list. Exactly. All right. So today we're talking about mattresses. Why don't you t- <laughs> tell everybody where this came from? So we were uh, we bought a couple mattresses this year, and uh, we were having visitors come by, and you do what you always do, and you came to me and said. Do mattresses really have mold in them? And I kind of chuckled, and I'm like, well, yeah, they can. 
Because you were on Amazon looking at reviews or something. And there were quite a few reviews complaining about a brand new mattress, not a used mattress. Right. A brand new mattress having mold in it. Right. And so what what I want our listeners to understand also is part of the reason we're experiencing the the mold epidemic is because of the, the chemicals, the materials, everything we're using these days, you know, like sheetrock and, you know, that... All of those things like VOCs, they affect the air quality. And so the, the mold infestations and the mold types, a lot of it will be determined by what the, what, how that, what, what cellulose materials are in that mattress. So you could, you could have, let's just say a high dollar, whatever kind of mattress and it gets wet and there's a mold infestation. It could be totally different mold types compared to a different mattress, if that makes sense. It does make Based sense. Based on how the, what was, you know, what chemicals, what cellulose materials were used to build those. And isn't it sort of a natural setup for mold growth? I mean, I noticed that the mattresses we purchased, they came rolled up and they inflated themselves, but they're in plastic. Isn't that a natural way to make it more humid or no? Well, so you could look at it from two different perspectives. That plastic... The way that those mattresses were, so what you just said, we could see, or I could tell, that there was no voids in that plastic. It was airtight. Okay. So if it's airtight, there shouldn't be any water in there. There shouldn't be any any type of airflow that would allow mold spores um, to move around. Plus, you would have to have a moisture intrusion or something close to water. Most chemicals wouldn't cause a, a mold infestation, but my point is, is it keeps the water out, so you can clearly see that. So when we actually take it out of the plastic, is it, it, it could introduce it to moisture or high humidity. Um, so to answer your question, I didn't. I kind of there's two ways to look at it. If if the mattress itself was came from the manufacturer and it was already moist, there was always already humidity in there. Then oh yeah, there would you would open it up and there would be mold on it. So. So it can kind of cut both ways, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And if people are buying mattresses that aren't inflating, but are already fully in their shape, but are wrapped in plastic, then that lends itself to, if it's been at all exposed to any sort of moisture. Exactly. A problem. But it, you know, whether it's like it expanded for our listeners, it was like, not sure how to explain it, but it was, it was, it's like getting, you know, you can get pillows that come in these little tight packages. And as soon as you, you give it any air, you know, you cut the plastic, it like just pops up. It reminds me of those snakes, you know, when we were kids for 4th of July. Oh yeah. Those little yeah. black things, you light them on fire and they expand. Yeah, exactly. That's the same thing. So if it was put in that plastic with high humidity, then it could have uh, mold. But even if it wasn't, it could be exposed to high humidity. So either way, I guess my point is, is either way, there's pros and cons to both. Absolutely. And so where, you know, what, what, I mean, I read so many reviews where there were mold concerns with different beds on Amazon, but what does somebody do if let's say they bought an infant crib mattress and they get the crib mattress and they figure out there's mold in them? What do you do with that? Do you want my... Mold specialist aggressive point of view, or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's a baby gonna that's gonna. Sleep well, I mean, on that you bed, know, once so, you yeah. find out there's mold in it, you know what has, where have those mold spores uh, traveled throughout your home? 
oh, or your building. So from the aggressive mold side and to our listeners, I would have to say you need to hire a mold specialist because then we have cross-contamination concerns. We have to put up containment, do all that stuff. Now, is that what we would really do? Well, we don't know till we see it and every situation is different. But I have to tell our listeners that because, you know, we live in a world where they know old. This mold expert said that I could just throw this mattress away. You always have to get a, a specialist involved just and for liability mold, reasons. Would a mold specialist test the mattress? So if we thought it was bad, so when you have a mold infestation in your home, whether it's even in a crawl space or basement, we have to on paper put that you have to get rid of everything. And mattresses are they're a haven for mold. It's just wow. just you know, depending on what type they are, you know, a water bed. Back in the 80s, you know, a lot of us probably <laughs> went through that phase. Um, you know, that it could pose mold concerns for different reasons. Same with mattresses, depending on what kind you have. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, I wouldn't test for it. If, if I did a visual inspection and I saw mold, I would say, we need to discard this. You know, we need to do things properly. If I didn't see mold, I would look at my client and say, you know, how much is this mattress worth to you? Because if you think that's making you sick, then we can do testing. We could test anything. I mean, okay. we could test, uh, you know, uh, the top of that bookshelf behind your desk or the dust on the desk. We could test the carpet. We could test anything you want to test it. So I know that's a very vague answer, but in order to know if, in fact, it is the mattress making you sick, we would have to test that. So what are people tactically doing? So you, you get a, a mattress from Amazon, you open it up, you figure out it has mold in it, you, you're worried about cross-contamination now, you're going to have somebody come out and do testing. Do you stick well, that right mattress at, into like, no, where, where do you right stick it? No, right at that it? point, if you think there's mold, you put it back in the plastic it came in. Okay. You know, okay. so for our listeners, you know, containment is, is, is very important. You hear me talk about it all the time. On our mold jobs, it's very important. It's important for anything when it comes to mold because cross-contamination is such a big concern. But you would, you know, I wouldn't expect our listeners to pull out their zip wall equipment and put a containment up and hook air scrubbers into it and do what we would do. Um, just put it back in the plastic, but be, you know, be aware of what's around you. Or are you, is there a window open blowing air everywhere? Is your furnace running? Make sure you close the door that goes into the 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 nursery for the crib bed, just, you know, just think about where those mold spores could go. Um, and it doesn't mean just because they went somewhere else that you're going to have a mold infestation. You're just, you're introducing different mold types into your home that weren't naturally there. So as a preventative strategy, would you suggest since mold is a possibility in a mattress that when people order mattresses and they're delivered, maybe you bring them into only one room of the house. The garage. You, the garage, really? Yeah. But the garage might get the mattress dirty. Well, I mean, yeah, you could, there, there's a bunch of scenarios we could go over, but, you know, if your garage door is closed, I mean, even in our shop, I mean, you know, I'm a mold specialist, so I think I view it a little differently than our listeners were. But for, for the most part, you know, the mold concerns we have with mattresses it could be when you get it brand new or it could be over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's another thing is, is you, you sleep in that mattress. It's like getting on a, every time you sit on a couch, if there's a bunch of mold spores in there, maybe it's just pet dander or whatever. Every time you sit down, you know, you kind of think about it. You just 
smack a pillow or a couch Mm -hmm. and just think microscopically how much debris is right there in the airspace. So, so it's not just when they first get the mattress, it could be two years down the road. They keep, they keep a bed maybe in a corner of a room Mm -hmm. and there's some sort of moisture intrusion behind it. They don't notice it and they're doing their fall cleaning like I like to do and make sure everything's spick and span and they see that there's some mold on the wall and there's a mattress right there. So, so there's a lot of reasons that there could be issues and, you know, getting one brand new, if you have issues, then best thing you do is put it right back in the bag and put it in contractor bags and call whoever you bought it from and tell them to come get it. So for a new mattress, you would suggest bringing it to the garage. What is somebody looking for to see if there could be mold in a new mattress? Like, are they smelling it? Or are they? Well, you could smell it. For the most part, you'd have to see discoloration, which would tell us that it had gotten wet. Okay. Um, so you'd see discoloration. You could visibly see mold. Our listeners know, um, especially my clients that I've done on-site um, inspections for, I cannot call it mold. <laughs> Even if I know it is, being a certified mold inspector doesn't make me a microbiologist. I literally have to, whatever type of testing we're going to do, if it's a tape lift, if it's an air sample, whatever it is, I have to send it off to a lab for the lab to tell me it's mold. Well, do our listeners need to do that? I have to tell them that. That's the only way you know. But if it was me, I would just, I could visibly see, yeah, that's mold. Okay. That's not... Now, a lot of the issues we run into in crawl spaces and in mold mitigation is, is is that is that black stuff on the floor joist, is that mold or is that just discoloration from whatever? When you know, when it came from the mill, is it what it could be anything. But when it comes to a mattress, I mean you could pretty much look at it and see, you know, that's mold. So so that's one scenario. Let's go into the even trickier scenario of a mattress that you're sleeping on. And pillows that you're sleeping on, because you've got pillowcases covering them. You have fitted sheets covering them. And let's say you have little kids who pee in the bed, or teenagers who drink their Coca-Cola, their tea, their water in the bed. Like, how often should people, when they know they have family members who have bad moisture intrusion habits, how often should you be pulling off the fitted sheet or taking off the pillow because you have a, a somebody who slobbers on their pillow every night? Like, how often do you check these things without being paranoid? Well, I mean, it, it all depends. You know, it would obviously depend on what the habits of that person is, but not to tell our listeners what to do or with their kids, but that's why you don't allow kids to have food or drinks in their, in their rooms because um, it's happened to me quite often, actually, especially when I did home inspections. <laughs> You look under the bed, you look behind dressers, and there's a whatever leftovers thing that's been sitting there for months and has got all sorts of nasty mold growing on it. So that's just why you, I know it's easier said than done, but you know, that's why you shouldn't have food in your room. But, um, you know, when it, going back to like your question with, you know, with uh, pillow covers and the fitted sheet and all that, you know, I would just say it's it's your it's like your air filter on your furnace. If you change it out every three months and it's really dirty, then you need to shorten that amount of time and say, let's go to step 12 week, let's do 10. If that's not working, it's still really dirty, then let's, you know, go from 10 to nine weeks. And I guess my point is, is if you're pulling off those pillow covers and they're, they're just nasty, dirty, then you're going to have to do it more often if you're doing it twice a month or whatever. So there's, you know, it's kind of a tough question to answer, but you, 
you do need to pay attention too, especially your kids. You know, you can buy those, um, I don't know what they're called, but you know, for kids that went to bed, I mean, that's, you know, they're kids. That's what's going to happen. You can buy those plastic covers that protect it. But once the problem is with those is if, if there's a void in that plastic cover mm-hmm. and the bed still, the mattress, not the bed, the mattress itself is still getting moisture in it. You're actually making it worse because you're, you're, that plastic is going to keep that humidity high. Okay. So you just, it's something you just have to pay attention to. And that's the thing. A lot of people, you know, they, they want to just throw the plastic cover on there, buy nicer sheets or pillow covers. And then they think they're kind of lulled into that whole, well, I bought nice stuff and I have stuff that's protecting it. Just don't make that assumption that everything's good just because you've got the protective measures in place. Okay, so so would you say this is sort of like the fall checklist when you say, um, you know, I don't know, daylight savings time, you're doing the fall checklist. If you know that you t- change your sheets and you wash them every week or every three days, as you're doing the laundry for the sheets and the pillowcases, inspect them. Yeah, well, I'm, in, I'm obviously not a furniture guy, Um but I, I, I would assume, because we do it once in a while, you're supposed to flip those mattresses. Oh, and that's right. Like you rotate tires and just, you know, just be cognizant of the, the stains that are on there, you know. And if you notice with, with one of your kids and they're, you know, drinking tea or Coke or whatever in their bedroom, you know, it's time to have a talk with them and, and be, you know, just, just tell them what it can be doing to their health. Like, hey, you complain you're tired all the time. Maybe you're contributing to a mold problem in your room. So let's fix that. <laughs> you can't have Coke in your room anymore. Exactly. But when people know, you know, when you're, when you're made aware of, or I would hope most people, when you're made aware of something, one of your habits is leading to bad health, doesn't matter what it is, you would think that they would correct that behavior and say, okay, no, that's probably not a good idea. Like if you're always finding, and like I said, it's not picking on teenagers, but all our listeners probably know, you know, teenagers love to go go to their rooms, that's where they hibernate, and they put whatever underneath or on the side of their bed, and then it gets kicked underneath their bed. There could be a bunch of mold growing on who knows what below their bed, and it's been there for who knows how long. So, And then the, you know, scenarios like that, you know, a lot of people just laugh and go, oh, it's probably not that big a deal. Well, just think of it's a plate, and there's leftover food on it that, the, that they didn't finish. Whatever mold spores start growing on that when you're, furnace kicks on or when your air conditioner kicks on if it's right by a vet or vent not vet vent um it pushes all those mold spores all over the house so it's just you know it's a cleanliness thing and it's i know it's a pain but it's called life what's your health worth exactly so what is your call to action for people who are listening to this they're like wow i never even knew that mold was a possibility in a mattress (laughs) Well, first and foremost, if you think it is, you do need to have a professional come in. But uh, the call to action is obviously to check those mattresses. And you brought up something that I, you know, kind of forgot about. And uh, that's check underneath, you know, check underneath your kids' beds, your own bed. I'm sure most of our listeners aren't eating and leaving moldy stuff under their bed. But check under the beds, too, and make sure there's no moldy concerns. Or I mentioned the whole having a bed in a corner. Especially over here when it's an outside corner. Mm-hmm. Both walls are outside corners. And, you know, make sure there's no water stains or anything. Because you could have an issue happening and you just don't see it. So that would be the call to action. Go check around your mattresses. All right. And then on top of that, if people want to learn more about mold and mold sickness, they can 
take your courses. Yep, I have free course. Um, the other ones are paid courses. Our listeners know that um, I'm usually pretty busy all summer, so that's my excuse that I don't get books and courses done. Uh, but this winter, I'm hoping to have hoping to have some more. But we do have we have three or four courses depending on what you're looking at. But the free one is is toxic mold making me sick, and it'll it walks you through everything. Not everything we talked about, but what you should do if you think that mold is making you sick. Awesome. So go on Udemy, udemy.com, yep. and look up Is Toxic Mold Making Me Sick, and you'll find it. Exactly. All right. That was the episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. <laughs>